Okay, so my name is Sophia Claiborne, and today I am interviewing my grandmother about the uh, Camp David Accords. Grandma, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. My name is Ann Claiborne, and I am Sophia Claiborne's grandmother. Um, my son is Luke Claiborne, her father, so I'm on the paternal side of this equation of family. And uh, I'm 72 years old, and I'm here to help Sophia accomplish her Camp David Accord project. Yes. Okay, awesome. So my first question is, how old were you during 1978? Okay, um, let's think about that for a minute. I was born in 1948. So that would make me 30 years old. 30 years old, okay. See? Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. It is. So, and my next question is, where did you grow up? Okay, I was, I grew up in um, Wilmette, Illinois, uh, to an Italian family. Um, and I lived in Wilmette Probably, let me think, um, my first five years, and then I went, we moved to Northbrook, Illinois, which is probably about 15 miles away into the what we called the country back then, uh-huh. and my parents bought a house that had five acres, and my dad was a landscaper, and he actually grew his own um, shrubs and, you know, plants and stuff to sell his customers so we were on five acres I felt like we were on a, a ranch a farm <laughs> it was it was awesome it was awesome it was a big house and we went on to have my mom and dad I was one of eight children I was the oldest girl so I had a lot of responsibility of helping with the family um, so that's where I grew up okay basically yeah in uh, Northbrook I went to a parochial school, St. Norbert's, uh-huh. my eight years, and then I went on to high school, public high school, Glenbrook North. Okay, that's super cool. Okay, so during 1978, do you know where you were living? Uh, 30 years old. I was, I was living in Northbrook when I got married. Uh, my husband John and I bought a house in Northbrook. And at that time, I already had Matt and Luke. I had two little toddlers running around. And uh, I lived on Dell Road in Northbrook. And just being a busy young mom, just, you know, taking care of kids and neighbor kids uh-huh. and, you know, a, a great community of people around me. Uh-huh. Plus my family, of course. My whole family lived in the Northbrook area where I bought my house. So it was busy. It was a busy time for me. Mm-hmm. I bet. Okay, so my next question. Um, how did you feel about President Jimmy Carter? You know what? I really liked him. I mean, he was very soft-spoken. He was a good man. You could tell he was a good man and he had good intentions. Um, I'm trying to think back at that time if I actually voted for him. I. 
I don't remember who was running against him at that point, but I, once he was in, I do remember him being a very soft-spoken, he wasn't aggressive or anything like that at all, you know, as far as uh, international stuff that was going on. But um, he was a peacemaker. That man was definitely a peacemaker. And you had to respect him for that. He was uh, had a faith. He was a good man and um, was a peacemaker. That's the one title I think we can give to Jimmy Carter is a peacemaker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think I voted for him <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you know, that I really don't. But he, he turned out to be a very good man, and I appreciated and respected him for that. Uh-huh. Okay. So then, my next question, that was a great answer, um, were, were you alive when Israel and Egypt went to war during the Six-Day War? Do you remember that at all? You know, I, I, I was alive because it was 1967, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe so. In 1967, um, I'm trying to think, I, I must have been like 18, 19 years old, yeah, in 1967, I was 19. Um, I remember it, but I wasn't involved in all that political stuff back then as much, and I wasn't really aware of the troubles in the Middle East. Uh-huh. Uh, I knew it was out there, I knew it was happening, you know, and but I, I really can't say I was like really in tune to it. I do remember it. I remember it on the news. I remember, but I wasn't, you know, it didn't affect me because I would, we you know, and of course, because I'm not of Jewish descent, you know, it wasn't part of my culture or nationality. So I didn't, I wasn't really, um, I knew of it, but that was it. That was it. Uh huh. So, and I was young. I was like getting ready to start my life. Yeah. Okay. And all that stuff. So yeah. Okay. But I was around. I was around. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. I heard, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I would. What I was gonna say is that when I realized later in in life, um, maybe in the ten ten years out, I do remember hearing about the the six day war and realizing the details of it more and I was just like oh my gosh when I was getting more in tune to the more political arena but at the time you know when it happened no I wasn't I, I knew it was out there and I knew it happened but I was not you know um, as knowledgeable as I was later uh-huh like when Jimmy Carter came in and you know, trying to bring in the peace treaty and stuff like that. Then I started becoming more interested in international stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that kind of goes to our next question. Um, how did the Camp David Accords affect your life? Um, well, it really didn't affect my life, but it, it just made me aware of what was going on out there, you know, and I, I do remember that I really, 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 really liked Anwar Sadat. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, most presidents of the different countries in the Middle East were 
you know they were they were they're not happy people they're they're very angry people and they really hated the Jewish race and anything to take them out was their goal but Anwar Sadat was just a great guy I mean you hear him talk in his speeches and stuff and he was like Jimmy Carter he was like a peacemaker he really wanted to find a way to make peace with Israel uh-huh. and I I was just very surprised that his heart because people from the Middle East are taught from a very young age to not like the Jewish people or Israel uh-huh. you know and he was a different he was a different president a different man that really cared about let's let's find a way to work it out you know so I really that yeah it didn't affect me but it made me so much more aware of what was going on in the world internationally especially the Middle East and then it because of my um, upbringing and understanding the Bible and stuff like that it really focuses on the Middle East as being part of a very prophetic thing for future events so it just made me more aware mm-hmm. you know of the um, the credibility of the Bible yeah okay. okay um was there anybody in your family that was affected by the treaty you know no not really um, I think I was because I was the oldest girl um, and I, my brother was off to college or you know starting his own life at that point um, and we really didn't connect he was more of the historian of the family but and I'm sure he was aware of it but really I can't say that anyone was really affected by it uh-huh um, we you know I'm trying to think if we had any no I don't remember having like any Jewish friends or anything like that where I would have been involved in you know their family history regarding that yeah um, so there were Jewish families you know were in Northbrook where I lived but I was not connected to any of those people uh-huh. so it really it really did affect me or my family at that point okay yeah so what what is your opinion on the Camp David Accords what did you think about it I thought it was great I thought it was great I thought it's about time one of our presidents you know got involved and tried to I mean this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years the battle in the Middle East and for this president to take a stand and say come on guys let's 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 see what we can do to you know to find common ground that we can live together peacefully and I just was so happy you know with Jimmy Carter at that point in time I you know I, I just couldn't believe he was doing it because no one else ever tried uh-huh. so I was just extremely happy you know and that and knowing the heart of Anwar Sadat at that point too you know that he really did have a heart to try for peace and uh, so I, I, I just thought it was great I thought it was great and 
I wish we could do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, so I've almost got through all of them. Um, this is the second to last one. Um, is there anything about the 70s that really stood out to you? the Vietnam War was going on and I think I'm not mistaken I think that kind of came to an end in the 70s oh my gosh the Vietnam War was you know such a political thing but that definitely impacted a lot of people in our country um, there was a lot of protesting that people weren't going to go to Vietnam and they took off to Canada to avoid the draft and uh-huh. You know, and then there was a lot of young men that just signed up and said, no problem, we're going. And, but it was in the, that was in the 60s. So the 70s, if I'm not mistaken, that's when the war, uh, they started pulling our troops out. Yeah. And okay. I'm trying to think if there was other stuff that, uh you know, computer games were coming in or starting to come in. Uh-huh. Um, the electronic games, do you remember, like, um, what was it? Oh, I think it was called Simon. Okay, yeah, you know, no, I'm not familiar with that. That was so popular. That was so popular. I remember the kids getting that. You know when they got a little older but it did come out in the, I think it was in the 70s and I mean it was the electronic stuff that was all starting to come in yeah and it was kind of, yeah yeah that's and pong and you know the Atari was the first uh, where you can buy like a home computer game set up and it was so you look back now and it you go oh my gosh <laughs> kidding but yeah we had a blast that's awesome. Those elementary computer games, you know, <laughs> and that was all in the in the seventies. Okay. I remember the kids being small, and we got our first Atari, you know. <laughs> nice. So, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I have to look it up. But another big thing that happened that there was a uh, an oil crisis that uh-huh. happened in the. I think it was the maybe the late seventies. It was. I don't think it was in the eighties. And I mean, we stood in line to go to gas stations for over an hour because uh-huh. there was a, gra- a gas shortage. And if you didn't get in line, like on a Saturday morning, you know, I mean, you could be there for hours. Oh wow, that's crazy! You, oh, it, it, it wrapped down the streets, around blocks. I mean, you stood in line with your car, you know, to get gas. And I think they were even limiting it. I don't even think you could fill up your tank, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was the oil crisis was going on at that time. So a lot of, lot of stuff was happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, is there and anything... We depended on the Middle East for our oil. Totally. Uh-huh. And they jacked up the prices, everything. It was just a nightmare, honey. Yeah. It was a nightmare, so... Okay. Oh God, we don't have to do that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is there anything else you wanted to add on anything? I'm just trying to think. Um. Back in the seventies. Wow. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that pretty much covers it. And you know, 
here we are in 2021 and (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't know if we've learned a whole lot but maybe we have you know we're trying to be find peace in the world and yes yeah so okay anyhow well that's about it honey awesome perfect well that concludes um my interview so thank you for your time um to answer these questions okay very good very good and i enjoyed doing this with you and uh um hope that it all goes well your project and we will talk later yes thank you